expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. I'm Nancy Sun with the easy news. The TIEX opened up 52 points this morning from last Wednesday's close at 12,567 on turnover of 4.4 billion NT. The market gained ground last Wednesday, but was closed Thursday and Friday for the mid-autumn festival holiday. The Air Force Command says a Chinese Y-8 anti-submarine aircraft has entered Taiwan's Southwest Air Defense Identification Zone. It is the third time in four days that a Chinese Y-8 has been spotted in the area, with similar incidents occurring on October 1st and 3rd. According to the Air Force, the military responded by scrambling fighter jets, issuing radio warnings and mobilizing surveillance and air defense assets until the Chinese planes left the zone. Defense officials say there have now been 52 incursions into Taiwan's air defense identification zone since September, and they've included an array of warplanes, including Shenyang J-16s and J-11s, as well as Chengdu J-10 fighter jets. The Centers for Disease Control has reported one new indigenous dengue fever case, with health officials saying they believe it's part of a cluster infection linked to a farm in New Taipei's Sansha District. The case brings the total number of infections believed to be linked to the farm to 39. According to the CDC, the latest patient is a woman in her 70s who lives in Sansha and worked at the bamboo shoot farm in Wuliao village in September. The 39 indigenous dengue fever cases in the farm cluster include 34 in New Taipei and 5 in Taoyuan. Health officials have reported 55 indigenous dengue fever cases so far this year, 35 in New Taipei and 20 in Taoyuan. In international news, tens of thousands of people marched in the Belarusian capital for the ninth straight Sunday, protesting against the country's authoritarian leader. Some 120,000 took part in a rally on Sunday, demanding the resignation of President Alexander Lukashenko and freedom for political prisoners. Police used water cannons in an attempt to disperse the crowds, but the protesters remained. Mass protests have rocked Belarus for almost two months, with the largest rallies taking place on Sundays and drawing up to 200,000 people. The unrest was triggered by the results of the August 9th presidential election that handed Lukashenko a victory with 80% of the vote. Tanzania's main opposition presidential candidate, Tundu Lisu, has been suspended from election campaign activities for seven days after he was accused of making seditious statements during one of his rallies. Isaac Lukando reports. 
Tanzania's main opposition presidential candidate, Tundulisu, has been suspended from election campaign activities for seven days after he was accused of making seditious statements during one of his rallies. In a statement, the National Electoral Commission said Mr. Lisu will remain suspended effective October 3, 2020 for breaching the election's code of ethics. Mr. Lisu is alleged to have claimed that President John Magufuli had convened a meeting with the elections returning officers, referred to as district executive directors, in the capital Dodoma to plot on the elections. Tanzanians go to the polls on the 28th of October. Isaac Lukando, Dar es Salaam. And a majority of voters in New Caledonia, an archipelago in the South Pacific, chose to remain a part of France instead of backing Independence Day. Officials say the results show 53.3% of the voters who participated have chosen to maintain ties with France. 46.7% supported independence. It led French President Emmanuel Macron to call for dialogue as the referendum is marking a crucial step in a three-decade-long decolonization effort. The South Pacific Archipelago has been part of France since 1853. And that was the ICRT News. Check in again tomorrow for our simplified version of the news, uploaded every day in the afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Nancy Sun.